Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodie fans, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Can you believe it? We're like halfway through the summer already. I don't know how your summer's going. I hope it's going great. Mine's going great, and it's going to get even better because, well, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, Wednesday, July 17th, only a few days from now, on the 21st, I will be heading to Europe. Yes, I know I've mentioned it before, but I am excited. I visited Europe for the first time about four years ago, and now this is going to be my fifth trip, right? Yeah, uh, first one, second one, Ireland, Copenhagen, sixth one, sixth time. But... I'm going to a couple of cities that I haven't been since that first time four years ago, so I'm very excited. So the, I'm going to land on the in the 22nd in Barcelona. I don't, I can't honestly say when I was there the last time I met anyone that says the city like that. I don't know if that's a very stereotypical way of someone to say Barcelona, but I am excited because it was one of my favorite cities. I, I did like a crazy trip. It was, I did four, four and a half weeks and then like 14, 15 cities, you know, two or three days in each city. And Spain was by far my favorite country. I visited that trip and I did uh, Barcelona, Sevilla, Madrid. I really loved Barcelona. I love being by the water. So that was cool. And it was really cool to learn that all the beaches there were man-made because of the Olympics. Like Barcelona wasn't in the greatest shape in the eighties. And then whenever they had the Olympics in the nineties, I guess maybe 92 cause 96, if I recall correctly, was Atlanta. So nonetheless, um, really cool city. I can't wait to go to, what is it called, the Mercado de la Boqueria. It's just an amazing, uh, it's indoor, but it's very open feeling, just an amazing market where you can buy fresh produce, but then they also have a lot of cooked food as well, and oh my god, I am waiting, I mean, you know, I mean, I call myself and my friends call me the ham, el jamón, I am so, uh, I, I can't wait till I can get my hands on some jamón ibérico. Ah, it's going to be amazing. And so from there, then I head to San Sebastian, a place I've never been to in Spain before, so I'm very excited because, like I said, I love Spain, so I love exploring Spain. And San Sebastian is in even more north. The most north I've been is Barcelona, so this is cool. I'm going even more north, and I'm going, it's the Basque region, and it, like, borders France, and then San Sebastian is once you pass, like, the border of France and Spain, you get to the Atlantic Ocean. So that's cool. I'm going to Spain on the Atlantic Ocean versus, like, the Mediterranean. And they're known for, you know, Spanish, they're known for their tapas, but up there it's called pinchos. It's something that Brian Rodriguez, host of High School Slumber Party, has uh, taught me. And I have had some pinchos style, uh, you know, restaurants in New York before, but to actually go to San Sebastian and experience that, very excited. And from there, I fly to Lisbon. And just the other day, I recorded an episode with. Joao, I, mm, I hope I'm saying his name right, Joao Sapita, 
who runs all of the timeout marketplaces across the world, and now there's one in the original one in Lisbon, um, Miami, New York, Boston, Chicago's about to open, so that's five, and they're opening like three or four more within the next year or two. And he was an amazing guest, but that's not who I'm... Uh, talking with today. This episode, I actually think (laughs) there's a bit of a time stamp to it because they mentioned Mother's Day, so we recorded this like two months ago. But you know how it is, I released the movie episodes, and I just recently released two movie episodes in a row, but that's just because I really wanted to release Sausage Party on the 4th of July, because how do you not talk about Sausage Party on the 4th of July? Hope you checked out that episode and enjoyed it. But this one, I am talking with Benjamin of Benjamin Steakhouse and Chef Arturo, the you know like the head chef of all of these Benjamin Steakhouses. We talk about all six locations. I should have asked them more about the fish because I don't know if you guys have realized a theme. It's not an intentional theme by any means, but every one of my first cut episodes have been with very meat-centric people, and I love meat, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just kind of interesting that he clearly mentions, like, the Seafire Grill, Benjamin, that is, there, you know, that's one of their six locations, and they have a seafood restaurant, and I really didn't get into seafood with him. We talk steak. These guys love steak. They love American steakhouses. This is their bread and butter, no food pun intended. So, I mean, without any further ado, here is Benjamin and Arturo. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Oh, this is the place that I posted some pictures after this. We talk about the porterhouse, and Benjamin goes, well, now you have to have it. And I've had the porterhouse, a nice couple glasses of Cabernet, the creamless cream spinach, uh, and then their home fries. And it was arguably the best meal of my life. You, everyone should really go to a Benjamin Steakhouse. We recorded the one in Benjamin Prime, as we say. I don't know why I'm yammering on. My mouth is starting to water. So maybe I'm going to head to Benjamin Steakhouse right now. If not, once I get back from Europe, I'm going back there. So here we go. Benjamin, Arturo, and me talking steak. Ben, Chef Arturo, thank you so much for having me here. It really means a lot. And by here, I mean Benjamin Steakhouse Prime. Correct. So uh, let's just, you know, get into it and talk about, I mean, you've got, what, five locations now? We have six altogether. Six altogether. We have four in New York and we have two in Japan. Four in New York and two in Japan. I was just, okay, Wow. Uh, well, you know, as far as your, uh, I've got both of you here, your relationship, where did it all start? Both of you were working at Peter Luger's? Correct. How did that relationship just kind of form, you know, were you working together and just talking on breaks and, you know, how did this all come to be? That's exactly what it is. So I, I started working at Peter Luger's, um, I was one of the youngest swears there, and I, you know, first few 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 weeks, I told her, I need some help because I'm young and I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. And uh-huh. said, no problem, you know, as long as you do the right thing with customers, I'm here to help you. <laughs> and uh, slowly we start becoming friends. I used to smoke before, and all the breaks we used to go out and smoke together. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was our that was our time that we we, we used to catch up. And uh, we started a conversation. I told Arturo, I found a place on 41st, which which is our first Benjamin Steakhouse, and I said. Would you ever be interesting, you know, moving forward? Because he was there for a long time. He was there for 25 years. Wow. So it was it was kind of hard to uh, to leave. You know, he, that was his home for a very long time. So I said, was, what was it? So you you were working at Peter Lucas for 20, 25 years. Yes, about that. Was that your first job in the food service industry, or what? what yeah. Oh no, I worked at a place called um, Gage and Talner before that. Okay, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And and, uh, and I worked there for about eleven years. Wow. Okay. Eleven years. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, they're reopening. Oh, they are. They are reopening Gage and Talner now. They are. Yes, they are. That's crazy. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> I just read it the other day. I'm going through my phone and I. It popped up. Are you going to go check it out? I have to. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, yes so but, uh, 
I'm sorry, continue if you... No, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, that intrigues me because both of you guys, so uh, you you were working at two previous steakhouses. What made you go, yeah, steakhouse, like as far as your career and, and your, your career as well, Ben? I don't know, I... I loved it, you know, because I, I used to work some other restaurant before, and once I, you know, I got to a steakhouse team, it's just, you know, the energy is different, everything is different, uh, people enjoy it, everything is simple. Now, if you work into a restaurant or French, everything is so complicated, and there's so much stuff <laughs> going on. You work in steakhouse, everything is simple, people love meat, great wine list, you know, simple appetizers, and I think, I, I you know, I thought, and, you know, spoke to Arturo, I said, this is a great concept, I think we should move to the city and, and do it better. <laughs> I like that. What, yeah, what was it? I mean, step going from Brooklyn to Manhattan, because you know Manhattan was, you know, it was you know, you know, it's a little different because, but we also understood, you know, it's going to be different. That's why the menu, once we designed it together, we made it so will fit well on 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 New York City clientele. Was there anything specific from Peter Luger's that you? took with you chef just as far as the knowledge you learned there or even just a certain dish or a style that you're cooking things yes well basically like benjamin said we wanted to create similar to luga but up it a little bit you know yeah. up it on a different scale like a few of the soups that we that they don't have we have you know we have the lobster bisque the german soup the onion soup they don't have that you know yeah it's a lot of different stuff that Oh, I mean, you have that took us above Luga, you know? Yeah. Well, just walking in here, I mean, I'm not hating on Peter Luger's and anything. No, we're not. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you, but we, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I mean, I'm not speaking for Benjamin, but we could never, I don't think so. I could never hate on Peter Luger. Yeah. That's what, I think that's what we hear. Sure. Correct. Hmm? Correct. You know? Correct. I mean, he saw, he saw this, he saw this concept, wish I was a worker. He saw it from the get there. He saw it. Boom, it's what we're gonna do, yeah. And like you said, four and two, you know, six restaurants. The what 12 years after, six restaurants, yeah. That's you really know? so. You, yeah, your first steakhouse you opened in 2006, correct. And that's the one on 41st, mm -hmm. correct. And then we are at Prime, which is on 40th, yeah. and then you have one in uh Westchester, Westchester. and we have Seafire Grill, which is mostly yes. fish restaurant, but we also have most of our steaks are there too. Oh, okay, yeah, so. And and then as you said, two in Japan. Yeah, correct. I'm going to Japan not this summer, next summer. So maybe I'll have to. Well, <laughs> check yeah, you it should out. definitely go there. Uh, how do you find what? How how are you two involved in the expansion? And as far as making sure that the you know the quality is staying the same, just that the ambiance like that's a big thing again compared to like Peter Luger's has that almost like beer hall you know vibe to it in here it, you know it's a very classy environment we're sitting in a, a private dining room right now and a lovely wall of wine behind us <laughs> and so yeah how do you keep just that or, or or do you want things to be a little different for a different experience how does that all work I mean we keep we are we are you know very much involved to you know basically any in the kitchen that we that we open, he you know he starts, he gets the staff trained, everything else has to be to the standards that we are we are aimed for it. I mean, we still go every week. We you know we pick up our meat on uh, Pat Lafreda, so we yeah. we handpick all our beef. Uh, Arturo goes there every week with 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 you know with his crew and picks up, make sure all our beef it's it's handpicked and it's the best. It's out there. Um, and we also go through the clientele. For example, Prime is a little bit more modern than 41st. 41st is our original uh, store. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason we open next to each other is because we don't have any private rooms next door. And we, we have a lot of requests for private rooms, especially Midtown is a lot of corporate events. So that's why here we have like six private rooms. And we always was so busy and always had to turn people away. So uh, now we, don't, we can accommodate everybody and also... We don't have to rush our clients anymore because before it was like it was like not in 45 minutes just the speed dial otherwise you couldn't come to any more people so it was it was getting to to a point that people like they were like overflowed every night so it's like you know what you know these people are gonna go somewhere anyway so let's just open a place next yeah, door why not? So, <laughs> so we can feed our our new restaurant and you know this is our third year and will be for, for you know for holiday season it's thank god things are going great they're both full every day. They're both doing awesome. So we are all happy camps. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, and Chef, what is it as far as 
finding a staff and making sure, you know, you, since you can't be present at mm-hmm. all these other restaurants, what go, what goes into that? Goes into that. Just, I mean, let them know that the, we have the best quality of everything. Produce from the meat. We got the best quality. So in order for that, they have to make them understand that whatever we do can be mediocre. It got to be top level. Customers are coming here for top level. There's sure. a reason why they come to us. There's a reason why. So I try to understand that when you th- when 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 I think it's good, you have to also see my vision. Because if you don't, we are not on the same page. Of course, yeah. We are not on the same page. You know? Oh no, this is like this. It's too light. It's too heavy. It's too salty. It needs more. And believe it or not, that's we play with our food. We have to. We have to. We have to get the taste of ourselves. The guys that are on the line got to get that taste. Once they get that taste, I'm like, I mean, I remember when we first opened, we was there seven days a week. Mm-hmm. When Both the business us. started picking up. Wow. Yeah. Business started picking up. The guy them got the concept exactly what we wanted. And they they did it. They did it to the par, yes? Correct. Benjamin 100%. said, you know what? I'm going to take Sunday off. You're going to take Saturday off. Okay. No? Yeah. Yeah. The guys them started getting better. You got Saturday, Sunday. I take Sunday, Monday. And up to this day, I mean, that's just training. You got to be. Change is very important. Huh? Very important yes, is training. You, know? you have to. And then what we do is we see people that they want to grow with us. And mm-hmm. if, if, if they are like a good, great, like a, in a line cooks, we, we slowly mm-hmm. make the sous chefs and do the chefs. Mm-hmm. So they, they have his vision mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. follow his directions. And like he says, you know, you just need to understand what we, what we want. And this is what we look for people. And, you know, you know a lot of people there for, you know, they stay with us for, for a long time because, first of all, we treat them properly. Second of all, we want them to do well with us and they, you know, they want to grow the company. That's Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, promote from within. Correct. The you know, Correct. You work, you work hard, mm-hmm. you know, it, it pays off. And that's definitely something also I want to talk about working hard and just where you guys, your roots, uh, where were both of you born? I was born in Panama. In Panama? Panama, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was born in Montenegro. I'm Albanian from Montenegro, okay. but I was born in Montenegro. So uh, then we are from two different parts of the world, and we met at Pirilugas, Lugas, and, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, I'm not, I mean, I don't know if you want to label it a great American story, that's just a great story in general. I mean, as two immigrants, what do you think that that means in, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna, we're not going to get into politics or anything like that, but the world that we're living in, what, I mean, what does that mean, just your story and your success, uh, you know, as far as inspiration to others? I mean, I think if you want to do it, this is the place to still do it. I, mean, I, I love this country, and this is the country that gave me all the opportunity, opened all my doors. But you have to work hard. The, I think people don't understand is you come here and you don't work, you don't, you're not going to you know, be successful. I, you know, when I first came here, I didn't know anything. I finished my last year of high school. I went to college. I was working full-time. For five years, maybe... My average sleep was like 25 hours a week. Wow. So I never yeah. slept. But, you know, I worked, I worked really hard. So, so did Arturo. And, and people come here, they, they want to expect everything that's going to just throw to your plate. I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you work hard and if you work smart and if you're surrounded by good people, I think, you, ha- you, you know, your doors can open. That's what I, I mean. Benjamin said, I mean, I, I came to this country when I was 13 years old. And um, to New York or to New York, yes, to New York. My mother, my mother was in this country. So at um, 15, when I was 15, my father passed away, and it was a different bargain for me because right now I have my oldest sister, and my younger sister, and myself and my mother. I came to this country in 1967. 69, my father passed away. You know, so it was a different bargain for me. It was mm-hmm. all about. Looking out for mom and my two older and younger sister, you know, and like Benjamin said, I work hard. I, I started working when I was 14 in a grocery store making $25 a week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> going to high school and coming from high school, do homework and go to the grocery store around the corner, you know, and that's what it takes. I, I, I saw my future just turning after my father passed away it was a different ballgame for me, you know? Yeah. You know? Did either of you have family members that 
worked in food service or just were obviously just love to cook in general? I mean, he's more of a cooking master. He does, <laughs> he does most of the cooking. <laughs> I, I'm more from the house, you know. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I deal more from the house. He's, he's the master of cooking. He does all the, I, 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 all the back of the house. That's his, that's his credit. I don't want to take his credit. So this, he's the master of cooking. And I love, uh, it. so I love, you know, you have to, you have to have it in you. You have to have that feeling. I think that's the way I felt, you know. Sure. And to me, it was, it was. It was like an escape after I got into to the kitchen, you know. The young man at Gajan Talner, I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm making $225 a week. What is, you know, back then. Yeah. You know, I was, and I, 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 it was something in me from my mother, from growing up with my mother in this country. My mother cooked, she loved cooking, and I was always next to her. And I thought that I think that's where I liked it. Yeah. You know, I got into it so much, you know. I don't know if you ever heard you. I, I mentioned Brooklyn before. You heard of Down State Medical Center? No. It's um, across across from um, Kings County. Okay. You know Kings County Hospital? Yes, I know. Yeah. Okay, Down State Medical Center. And I started in the kitchen there, the kitchen aid. Okay. And I just used to watch the guy then cook for the whole entire building. Yeah. And I think that's really, really, really got into me, you know. As a young man, I'm going to Wingate High School. And Winthrop and Wingate High School is about two blocks from Downstate Medical Center. My mother had a friend that used to work there. And my mother, I mean, she's trying to support three kids. So I got a part time for him after school. So that's what she did. She got me in. And I started guiding, working in big kettles, this big kettle cooking. So yeah. I felt something, you know. And I think that's why I stayed with it for many years, over 40 something years, you know. That's great that you found <laughs> something you're just so passionate about. At a, at I never liked age. school. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither, neither did I. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I think I looked out. You know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I think I looked out because, I mean, I, this, I found something I liked doing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and especially when I got into the city. I got into the city because everything was Brooklyn. I got into the city, and then Benjamin said, listen, go to the dining room, see the people. And after you see the expression of a person leaving after they finish eating, yeah, that is like, wow, look at this. They enjoyed what came out of the kitchen, you know? Yeah. Whatever came out of it, they enjoyed because you could see it on their face. They're smiling. They're laughing. It's great. You know? it's, it's something that a lot of, you know, p- creators don't get to experience per se is and for, for, i mean for both of you that you've created you know you're creating the food you're cre- you know creating the atmosphere in this warm place for people to come in and have a good time you know the, uh, obviously with hospitality and that you know you're cre- creating it but then you get to see people's expressions as you're saying that's got to be actually just saturday i would went uh two friends got engaged and they came here Oh, and celebrated. Oh, awesome. So awesome. Just, and they had a lovely time. They came with like their uh both of their parents and then we all met at a Irish pub right around the corner, like all the you that's know, awesome. like a big, you know, g- group of us. But that's I mean that, that's what you guys are creating here is, you know, they'll that's you know, they'll remember that dinner forever and that's something really special. So, um but yes, as far as I've I've watched a, a few videos uh, on the restaurant, and I feel like you really stressed, you know, making people feel welcome and the hospitality. So if you'd like to expand upon that, just what you're creating here. I mean, that's our game. I mean, make sure we, you know, we speak to all the managers, all the staff, on a daily basis, and make sure every person that walks in the door feels very special and welcome. Besides, you know, besides the food and ambience, they also need that personal touch of people. Are creating because you can go anywhere you like in the city. There's a lot of good restaurants. There's a lot of good scenes, but you want to go back where you feel welcome, where you feel taken care of, and people remember you. They remember your chair, your table, your wine, mm-hmm. your friends. So that's what we're trying to create because a lot of steakhouses, chains, they do everything properly. Everything is done by the book, but you only a number there. Was there a certain time that that was? 
reinforced to you as being something that you really wanted to create? As you said, you were a waiter. Was it even before then, or was it while working at Peter Luger's that you, you know, just wanted to expand upon that? Like, when did that become like, this is important, this is a must? I mean, I learned a lot of Peter Luger's too because, you know, they did have a big scene in there. They did have a lot of followers, people that used to come there on daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, after a year. So, you know, Luger's has a lot of followers for the same reason. So I said, you know, this is content that is, it's working. So once you go to the city, you'll do the same thing because you want to people, want, you know, once they come back, you want to know their name, mm -hmm. why they're here, who sent them, did they enjoy their dinner. Uh, when they come back, you want to make sure they know them again. So this is the rule that we actually do for each restaurant to make sure that all our clients are being taken care of and they are being recognized. Mm -hmm. Is there any point that you guys are just sick of eating steak or is there is there uh, no really you know i i if i if i can i can eat every day <laughs> i have no problem i mean i eat at least three four times a week yeah you know my doctor said you're still okay you can still enjoy the steak hey. so <laughs> knock on wood you know our tutor probably eats every day in the kitchen so <laughs> Listen, and, and, so I mean, it's, it's, it's something for you to to go into a walking box or an aging box yeah there's a smell that you get you know that smell is like like an aroma is that's like this is beef this is yeah. aged beef yes and when you smell it i mean how could you go wrong how could you not enjoy that you know because it's like i mean i mean i've been smelling it for so many years and it's like this is what it, it just is, stays you know? better it just stays better and better <laughs> you know it stays better and better yeah. yeah let's talk about the you know the aging let's talk about that process because so i i had i mean we're we're talking because I've met Pat Lafrida and he put me in contact. So thank you, Pat. Uh, <laughs> and you said that you guys visit the f facility and you pick out the meat. And while they do dry aging there, you guys do dry. We do our aging. own. We are do we're doing a white plains location. Everything goes there. Okay. Because we have a big facility there. It's you know it's huge basement downstairs, about five thousand square feet. So we age all meat there for all the restaurants. So Arturo goes picks up all the meat on a weekly basis. In, you know, you know, we ship it to White Plains, and it ships there. You know, it stays there for at least four weeks, minimum four weeks. Sometimes it goes to five and six weeks, depends on on the circulation of the beef. Is there a certain uh, with with the aging process? Do you prefer a certain amount of weeks, or do you do do you serve uh, different age? You know, aged beef. We prefer four weeks minimum. Four weeks minimum. I think it makes a big difference. I mean, because me and we tried most of the time. If it's a little younger, we just try to see if it's different, and and it is different. I tell you why. This weekend, actually, for Mother's Day, uh, my plans. Usually, I take my mom and my wife and everybody. We go to the to the to the, to the restaurant and and celebrate. But it was so busy. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even have space. So I told him, you know what? I'm gonna cook for you. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> how'd that go? So, went pretty well. Okay. <laughs> went pretty well. So calling up Arturo and just being. No, I, I, I didn't bother him. I said, I thought you enjoy it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own, my own thing this time. But I got some beef that it was 45 days aged. Okay. So I went to the butcher downstairs. We picked our beef, and it was awesome. Everybody loved it. Loved it. Yeah. I was, I was like, I hope I'm going to screw up this up because I want to hear another year. <laughs> but I pull, I pull it out. It was, it was, it was delicious. It was honestly, it was like everybody was like, "Where'd you get this beef?" I was like, "Ah, I, I picked the best for you guys. Like, this, is, this, is, this is the best." So it is, it is. You know, it does make a difference. Honestly, it does make a difference. Uh, as far as the difference, what goes into then cooking dry age versus your average, you know, steak that you'll purchase? The flavor-wise is much better. The texture, I mean, the marbling of the dry age. And then if you go and get a steak at the, at the butcher and you put the knife in it, this bad boy going to bleed out. Yeah. Or what steak, you cut it and it's nice, soft, juicy. You could take a butter knife and just cut it correct that's why we like benjamin said we are not going to do two three weeks we're going to do four weeks at four weeks it's perfect you can't i mean benjamin just tried one for five weeks because i mean but four weeks for us is just perfect you know it's like butter yeah it's like butter and it cooks it cooks nice chard not burnt you know yeah considering the the other stuff you know in the grocery store of course yeah, yeah. 
so when you're going to let's say the Lafrida facility, what are you what are you looking for from those cuts? And I mean, and then also what how many different kind of cuts do you guys serve here? We serve everything the cow has. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we serve what? We serve the ribeye. Yeah. Serve this the um New York strip. The king. The king is. The king is? The king is? The porterhouse. The porterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. You serve the porterhouse. And um, and what you look for, you look for marbling. Mm-hmm. You look for nice big eye of steak, the big sirloin port. You look for the nice tenderloin. You know, because it has uh, that nice tenderloin and a nice eye. And the sirloin port, you know. We don't look for, I mean, when you see all them vein, we push them aside. Mm-hmm. Try to get some that don't have all that vein in there, you know. And, um, basically, just the moment in the pack, the packet of fats, yeah, and the steak, and that's what makes it nice, tender, and juicy. So we eat it. What is your favorite item on the menu? He just said it. He just said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just said. Porterhouse is Porter is the way to go, man. I mean, they all great. Honestly, yeah, but yeah. if you if you want the best of the best, you have to go for Porterhouse. Yeah, I, I think I uh, I saw it maybe in one of the again one of the videos or when I read an article about you uh, about Benjamin Steakhouse is the Porterhouse for two is a very Correct. Pop, yeah. is a very Correct. popular dish. Correct. Yeah. So you have the sirloin port and then you have the um, the fillet port. You know. Yeah. So that's that's what makes it to me. That's what makes it the best. You know, you don't have to. We got all the sirloin, then uh, got all the fillet. You just have it both together, combined. <laughs> and it's aged you know? properly, so. Yes, but. yes, yes. Outside of the steakhouse, do you like to go out and eat, or do, are you just when you're home, you're home, and you want to, or you know, how does how does that work? What other food do you like to eat? I'm not, you know, you don't have to give me specific places, but uh, yeah, do 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 you find yourselves going out to eat? I mean, we try. The problem is, like, once you're in a restaurant business for five days or six days, you know, if you have a day off or two, it's like you just don't really want to go. Sure. And you just want to take your time, relax. But I love seafood. He, you know, he loves seafood too. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, <laughs> I swear, that was, I was so, going to say that. So we love, you know, we I both love, love seafood. Uh, first, like, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't eat oysters. And, like, mm-hmm. slowly showed me, like, you know, I'm going to put some this and that. <laughs> and, and, you I know, love, I love oysters. No, we, we both do. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some time, sit down. Yeah. We have a couple of oysters, clams, yeah. you know, yeah. and a <laughs> couple of beers, a glass yeah, of wine, and we enjoy it. But everything, like... I love simple food. He loves simple food. Whatever is simple and fresh, that's what we, I mean. I love that. That's why we also have Seafire Grill, so we love fish as well. Uh, but, you know, occasionally we go to different restaurants. Depends, you know, what occasion is or family or. But anywhere that you go and you enjoy the food, you appreciate it. Because you go to some restaurants and, you know, everything is mediocre. And, like, it's okay. They could have done a better job for A and B and C reason, but you know, you just stand there and you know, you don't say anything. Yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah, we do that a lot. Cause we're yeah. in business. But we, we don't do complain. We never complain. No, we don't. But we, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on our family. We say like, no, why is this like this? Why is this like this? Cause we know, we know the difference. You know, we know the difference. Do you have a favorite oyster spot? I'm always looking for. My, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I like uh, Upstate, which is down in the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm just—I I love the mm-hmm. culture of oysters, and obviously Long Island being mm-hmm. like one of the. I mean, well, the fact this used to be called the Big Oyster before it was called the Big Apple, oh, so yeah, we're wow. getting oysters kind of coming back. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Oyster. Yeah, uh, is there anything from both of your, you know, being uh, Panama and Montenegro? As far as those dishes, are there any that you're just every once in a while thinking about and that you'll cook for yourselves? Or I'm just curious as far as that. I mean, as far as <laughs> Albanian food, my mom cooks for me. So. Okay. <laughs> that, well, yeah, that's, well, yeah, mom's that's, 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 yeah. that's one thing that you know, she actually, once me and Tuda had, had a pleasure to eat together her food yeah. a while ago when we first well, started yeah, yeah, start Benjamin's, yeah. you know, yeah. we were to buy some stuff in Russian people and then. Mm-hmm. We stopped by, so like you know, you know, 
Znači to je to inovati da imamo neko kupi ga. Jel najs Rice and peas. I love my rice and peas. And what we have a dish from back home that we call arroz con pollo. Mm-hmm. That's rice and chicken, you know. Yeah. But it's completely different. You know? And every now and then I make that for my family. That's awesome. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Obviously, have a very popular establishment. Are there any cases? You know, th- this is it's called Foodie Films, and we talk f- film for a little bit. Or have you had any celebrity encounters, or just you know, I mean, as far as that 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 realm of serving to certain clients i mean we do we have a lot a lot of celebrities for us especially at, at at benjamin steakhouse next door i mean bill murphy is a regular he's there every month bill murray yeah yeah yeah, wow, yeah nice. he's, he's 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 funny character <laughs> comes all the time just shows up ben i need to for three years <laughs> please give me <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's good to have you but you know <laughs> sometimes it gets busy I mean, we got from Kim Kardashian to 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 uh, to major sports uh, uh, figures. Um, we we have um, Mario Lopez is there, and time is in New York. He's actually a friend of mine. Uh, we have John Cena. He comes all the time. Uh, it's a lot of. I mean, we are pretty pretty popular spot for as far as celebrity goes on. There's there's a huge list, but I can't even <laughs> <laughs> remember <laughs> some. But they they you know they come all the time. Let's say this never came to be. Could you see yourselves doing anything else other than what you're doing here? No way. This is my dream. Is my life. I love it. I look forward to every day coming to work. I, you know, I, 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 I love this business. You know, I, I, I you know, I finished my my college for you know finance and accounting. I could never stay in office and crunch numbers. But this is this is my my favorite thing, and I will never change my my career mm-hmm. how about you chef come september 10th i'll be 65 years old congratulations <laughs> and i'm still doing this and i'll be doing this so benjamin said here we go out of here <laughs> nah, i mean i mean i mean this is it this is like i said this is enjoyable i like what i do yeah i mean i love what i do yeah especially now back then i was on the line you know yeah. benjamin gave me a break now listen this is what you do. Make sure everything goes right, and um, you know. I told him it's enough you know? on our side. No, you know, you let know, him so work. We just watch and know? make sure everything you is know? fine. You yeah. know, you do that. Uh, it, it's okay. You know, you did, did your part, and uh, especially when we open Prime, it's like it's is a brand new kitchen. The AC, everything is is controllable. So like now we can do this hundred percent. Do you like it so? And that's why, that's why you see, I, 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 I mean, if you come, if you, if you used to watch me one day in the kitchen, a bit back in the day when I used to train the guys, them, listen, this has to be this way, and I mean, this has to be this way, and this is the, it's not my way, but it's the right way. Don't think it, don't, don't, don't think of it being my way. Think of it being the right way. And once they got that concept, I mean, I'm here now. You might be doing, um, customers are coming in. They, they know exactly what to do. As far as Japan goes, when when did well when did the first one open up, and what made you go? I mean, you know, you've got you've got your New York and you've got your Westchester. Now we're going to the other side of the world. Uh, That's a very interesting yeah. question. I mean, um, we had a friend of ours and client. Um, his name is Tami Nagayoka. Has been coming to Benjamin from day one. Always tell me, oh, you should open Japan, you should open Japan. I said, I know, but how when I open Japan? It's, it's 14 hours away. <laughs> it's very hard. But say, hey, I'll find the right partner. And if you find the right partner, and we'll, 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 we'll all agree to, to keep Benjamin's safe and the brand is secure, I have, I have no problem. So you finally found the right partner in, in, in Japan. He's, um, we have a great, you know, he's a great guy. He, you know, he owns a lot of restaurants in Japan. He understands hospitality. So we open our first location will be almost three years now in 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 the summer in Tokyo, and we just are op- we opened our second location in Kyoto in about Kyoto, uh, okay. four months ago. 
so uh, he wants to expand more but it, this is this is a, like a partnership with with, 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 the, with the guy that we have there so he's doing he's doing awesome we, you know we ship all our beef to to uh, to Japan it's all it's all US beef okay yeah. so basically you get the same experience you get in, in Europe you, you can get in Tokyo or in Kyoto was there any specific reason that you 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 preferred that versus obviously the Japanese are very you know famous for their beef as well so you just wanted to create the same but they they love i mean we also have a huge huge clientele base that they come to our restaurant but probably 25 to 30 percent it's it's actually japanese clientele wow. so it's a huge base and they always tell please open one in, in, in tokyo because we love to have you there and they love american beef for one reason especially our aged beef because it's not as heavy as japanese uh kobe i mean if you eat this like small pieces, you're gonna feel very, very heavy. So if you eat American beef, they love because you don't feel the same way. Sure. Which is, I mean, Japanese beef is amazing too. But they love the way we do our our our, our beef, and they love everything American. <laughs> so, <laughs> how often do you find yourselves going over to Japan? Maybe go a few times a year, but. Um, you know, thankfully, like I said, we have a great partner, and he he does his thing right, and we don't have to go too often. Uh, so, but we we communicate in, in weekly, and daily, and monthly basis, like over emails and and, and phone calls and conference to make sure everything it's going well. But so far, it's going great. <laughs> Being obviously in New York for so long, what what changes have you seen in the city in general, and both in the you know food service industry? I mean, one thing, unfortunately, as food service, things are getting tougher with uh, all minimum wage and all things that are hitting hospitality business. I think that's very wrong because slowly things are going to change and it's going to make even harder every day to, to, to open restaurants. Um, and clientele base has, has changed. I mean, people, especially with social media, everything, the whole concept for the last 12 years has changed the way we, st- we were doing business 12 years ago. The way we do business now, it's completely a different, you know, different story. But the way things change, we also change and adapt to the to the to the market because that's the only way you're gonna you're gonna succeed and stay in business. So you don't want to ignore any changes. You want to basically yeah. get to know them and, and flow with it. How about you, chef? Moving here in the late 60s and just seeing, I mean, just change over time but again both in the in the city and you know in, in the food like i said i used to be in brooklyn i mean once i came to the city it was much much different i mean the pace of everything everything was like like you said everything is just like to me everything just expanded more in the city for me coming from i don't know if you were chronic brooklyn i yep. i grew up in chronic brooklyn when i came to this country and uh and um even before i got to the city, I, I moved to Staten Island, and to me, Staten Island was like paradise. F- coming from Cronice, Brooklyn, yeah, going to Staten Island, okay. And then when I got to the city, because I never worked in the city, I mean, I go come to 42nd Street and just visit the city. Sure. But actually, coming to the city five days a week was a big difference. I mean, you know, big big difference, big big difference. Do you guys ever find yourselves go going into the other boroughs, and do you ever think about? expanding there or are you just very very much you know um i mean for now we're gonna stick to the city yeah <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see whatever the the the, the things change we'll, we'll we'll figure it out i mean if you have like small concepts you can go in, a, in like different boroughs but i think this scale this type is very hard you know it's very hard to 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 go in other boroughs because you know you basically don't have your lunch business it's mostly weekend business and it's not easy to operate this kind of high-end restaurants in yeah. other boroughs you you mentioned obviously like with s- social media now and obviously when, when when cooking a dish i mean has anything ch- has any just even a thought or has anything changed as far as presentation because everyone's very you know taking out their phones and taking pictures i mean has anything changed as far as presentation or i mean steak is a steak you know exactly we we have our own concept (laughs) you know people come because of the quality of food and the way we cook it but 
because you know sometimes you go to steakhouse and there's so many sauces there's so many stuff and but you really want that piece of beef you know that's that's the key you know you want your potatoes your steak that i mean salads appetizers you can always fix them a bit make them make them look better but as far as the steaks it's we haven't changed a thing yeah, for the last 12 years. Pretty straightforward. Yes. Pretty <laughs> straightforward. And, and as you took out your phone, I mean, sometimes the steaks are coming to the table and they hear that sizzle, especially if you are Japanese or Chinese, and the first thing they want to do is... But they feel good when they hear that sizzle coming out from the kitchen for some reason, you know? And we try to stay, stick with that, you know? Yeah. At all times. Our steak has to be sizzling at all time. Have you guys ever thought of entering the, you know, because while I work in video production, that's, you know, my main source of income. And I think what, I mean, I just, I do, I love food in general between uh, my mother and my grandmother. And then just even growing up, I worked at a deli and that, the owner of that deli uh, uh, grew up, his father owned a steakhouse in Paramus, New Jersey, where they used to have like Cab Calloway and Dizzy Gillespie play, you know, jazz there all the time. And so I've always been around food, but I think what also really entices me to it is that it is similar to a production and it's a, it's a team sport. Have you guys ever thought, especially with your Netflixes and your, uh, Amazon ever showcasing, you know, your, you know, your, your establishments and your food in the video format, like as a show possibly or anything like that? I mean, we have, we have a few options with people always approach us, but you know, it has to make sense as far as, you yeah. know, marketing and all, all that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> part of that part of the world, but we, we open for ideas, yeah. you know, we always open for ideas. So how about you, chef? Do you want, do you, do you have any aspiration of being on ca- camera and, you know, well, we did we did a few things back in the days, no? Yeah, yeah. We did a few yeah. yeah, we did a few TV shows. Oh, cool. Uh, yes, we did. I mean, we did a few. Yeah, of yes, course, we yeah, did, we, we did. did. <laughs> we did. We got a few <laughs> networks. We did. We did. Oh, that's we did. awesome. We got a few channels. So was channel seven, channel five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. We did a few yeah. things. Did a few things back in the days. Yeah. We did. We have a little last segment. It's called Gut Instincts, and so it's not, I call it a speed around, but I'm not clocking you guys or anything like that. It's just pretty much whatever answer comes to mind first. And so I'm just going to ask you a few questions, uh, and then just for, well, I mean, whoever you know, thinks of something first can speak first, but uh, what, what's your, do you even eat, or what's your favorite fast food? Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Yes. <laughs> Burger King. Burger King, yeah. I love Burger King. Yeah, my kids love Burger King. Because <laughs> <laughs> they love it. <laughs> uh, go to alcoholic beverage. Wine. So, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of Guinness Stout. Guinness Stout, yeah. Guinness Stout, I've, I've been to the Guinness Brewery. It's, a, it's an Guinness amazing Stout. spot. Yes. <laughs> Favorite childhood snack? That's a good question. <laughs> Twinkies. Twinkies, there we go. <laughs> uh, was it, Chocolate. Was it really? Chocolate, just oh, a yeah. good, yeah. Are we a Hershey and Nestle or Hershey? Yeah, Hershey? Yes, yeah. gotta be Hershey's. Yes. Sweet or savory? I think I know the answer. Sweet. Oh, okay. I just, all right. Wow. <laughs> These guys, I'm with. <laughs> Owners and an executive chef of a steak, you know, restaurant, mm. and they're saying they're mm. <laughs> sweet. That's an inside <laughs> scoop right there. Yeah. That is <laughs> what I, then I have to. I mean, we've said chocolate and a Twinkie, but is there anything mm. like a sweet in general that you're just like, oh, you know, like a, a dessert or something that you really think of? Up to make some lesson. Mm? Delicious desserts. So we we, you know, we try it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was it's the um. Apple strudel. Apple, apple strudel. Apple strudel. A la mode or just pure strudel? I, I gotta be a la mode. A la mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be a la mode. Pecan, pecan pie a la mode. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yes, yes. Well, we're in New York City, so let's say besides New York City, what's your favorite food city? New Orleans. It's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, for some, for some reason, I, I've been there so many times that I love... Dallas, I love the, I love I Dallas. Mean, yeah. Yes, I love. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's a media town of, I mean, 
You could get some ribs in Dallas that are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, first technically. Huh? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's unbelievable. And I cannot have, I mean, I keep going back and back. I go to, I go to Texas for, for for one week and I, and I'm hitting ribs for two, three days, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's humongous and it's delicious. Have you ever been to a place called the Pecan Lodge? The Pecan Lodge. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really, uh, yeah, a really uh, good spot in Dallas. He's gonna put in his list. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and in New Orleans, my favorite place is a restaurant called Giacomo's. Yes. That's yes. that's yes. Yeah. those are two. I Austin was the first Texas city I'd been to, and while they've got great barbecue there, I mean, just the actually the craft beer scene in Dallas mm-hmm. is amazing, and then just yeah, the barbecue, the like you said, the, the ribs amazing. there, yeah, yes. the beef ribs that they have there. Yes, yes, yes. The Yamangos menu, man. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Oh, my God. Delicious. It's Next time we go together. <laughs> Favorite cuisine? Steakhouse. Steakhouse. <laughs> I told you, over 40, over 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Steakhouse. All right, Steakhouse, yeah. You know? American Steakhouse. American Steakhouse, absolutely. Any follow-up as far as, besides Steakhouse, what would be any... any Italian, I, I mean, I yeah. love Italian food. I, I worked previous in Italian food, so okay. Italian restaurants. I love Italian after after steakhouse. I can go for Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and for you, chef, any? Mm. <laughs> I also do the Italian. Italian. I, I like the Italian food because my my, yeah. my my wife loves Italian food. You know, okay. so yeah. I think sometimes she's Italian, so I go for it also. You know. Guilty pleasure food. What's it called? Cats. The one in the. Downtown, they they, they 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 gave you those like a like a rib sandwich and stuff. The cat's delicatessen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the corned beef and pastrami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's my guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I go there sometimes, but after you eat that, you feel yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, my so god, you want to blow. But yeah, that's that's my. <laughs> Have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally by any chance? No. Okay. Yeah, well, that's a movie do. that then you need to. They have a very famous scene at Katz's okay, delicatessen. I, 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 I'll message. I'll remind I get, you. I gotta take a look. <laughs> How about you, chef? A guilty pleasure food? Do we have one? A guilty pleasure food. I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's guilty or not, but I love rice. It just don't love me. No. <laughs> I love rice. Any kind of. And just give me rice. With anything, I'll eat rice. I mean. Like I mentioned to you before, oh, rice, rice and peas. Yeah. I love compoja, yeah. rice and peas. I just love rice. Well, I don't love me back in this day. I mean, I can't do it no more, but I love my rice. I love my chicken, you know. Uh-huh. Favorite condiment? And you Nice and simple. It makes everything taste good. Salt. Salt. There you go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could say paprika. I could say um, thyme. I could say rot. I mean, yeah. but it's without the salt. Correct. <laughs> salted without olive oil. Salt. <laughs> right, we got a couple of salty without guys. Yeah. Salt, no, that's true. Sure. That's, that's the taste. same thing. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why, why eat? Go. Why eat? If you can't figure out a little salt in it, you know? Very true. You know? What's the, what's the last thing you ate? Today? Yeah. <laughs> chicken. Chicken. Yeah. Grilled chicken. You want to know? Yeah. Please. I've been feeling bad with the stomach, right? Because okay. I didn't want to eat nothing nobody cooked. So I got, I, I went downstairs, got me two slices of bacon, chopped it up in cubes. Got me a carrot, chopped it up in cube. Got me some um, white beans. Uh-huh. I sauteed that. I put some chicken broth on it, some onions, and that was my meal. Two bowls of that. I have some for tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Two bowls of that was delicious. Some bacon. Yeah. Carrots, onion, saute that bad boy, put some chicken stock on it. Delicious. <laughs> Re- regular bacon or that Canadian bacon you guys? Uh, over bacon, Canadian yeah. bacon, yeah. over bacon. That is, yeah. that bacon. inch thick, I was watching that video Jumped and I was, my mouth was watering earlier. Yeah. I'm not lying to you, that's what I had. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Two bowls of it. <laughs> two bowls. There you two go. Bowls. Two bowls. Didn't want to have nothing, nothing, because I mean, it was, so, no, 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 that's all I'm having. Just a, just a little broth. Mm-hmm. Just a little broth. What, yep. would, what would be your last meal? <laughs> Honestly, steak. Steak. For sure. You know, if it's yeah. somebody tell this is, you know, it's your last meal on earth, amazing steak and great bottle of wine, I'll be the happy camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Benjamin st- says steak, but I, I, I'm going to have a steak, but I'm going to have a ribeye. Okay. I'm going to have a ribeye. 
that'd be my last meet a ribeye. Nice. A ribeye, yes. Yes. We kind of answered this already, but do you prefer to dine in or dine out? Dine in. Dine in. Dine in. I made a nice Mother's Day dinner for my girlfriend and my uh, mother-in-law yeah. Sunday. Yes, I did. Yes. What'd you make? I really enjoyed it. I made um. Uh, I went to the store. I didn't want to bother Benjamin, so when I got me some two nice pieces of Angus beef, two nice. I mean, it was like this thick. I'm yeah. not lying to you, but this <laughs> wide. Yeah. And I got me a nice, a nice skillet, and I seasoned it overnight. And I put it in the oven, nice and low fire. I got, I just, I took this. Everybody just took this and just ripped it apart like yeah, that. That's, 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 that's how tender it was. That's how tender it was. And I, 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 I made for myself because I didn't want to rice no pasta, so I made for myself. I don't know if you know cassava yuca. Mm -hmm. You know the yeah, yuca. Yeah, yeah, I love yuca. I bought me a piece of yuca for me. And I made some pasta for them because they love pasta. Nice. Yeah. So I had some tomatoes and onions in the meat for them, you know. I, lo I, 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 I love enjoyed it. I, I love yuca. It, it's I mean. one of my favorites. What would be your spirit food? Like, what food? <laughs> I think I, I mean, we're yeah, getting you know some plans. <laughs> yeah. I think you know it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead. I mean, okay, we can go with a cut. Are we going to say porterhouse? Or are we going to. Mine is porterhouse. I thought yeah. it was. Uh, also, I love ribeye, but yeah, mine yeah. is really. Yeah. I love yeah. all 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 our steaks. Yes, are, yes, are amazing. Yes. I mean, you can't go wrong whatever mm -hmm. you choose. Yeah. But I get things for eating for such a long time, and like, I try, of course I always try different cuts. But you know, once you know, once you go back to the porterhouse, yep. also because we slice it, and the the, the juice mm -hmm. makes it so much better. Because I know a lot of steak they they don't slice the beef, and it's not the same. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say because once it cooks, you put just a little bit of butter on it. The, the whole juice kind of gets together, and it's amazing. It's amazing taste. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. serve it already sliced. Sliced. Yes. Yeah. What was the when? When did you decide or discover that was the way you wanted to do that? That was Luger's. That was, that was the, yeah. that's the concept we got from there. Honestly, is they they slice their steaks, and it, it was it was for people when you know everybody was going crazy after it because it's just you know it's a different taste. Yeah. Completely. And last question, what's the greatest lesson you've learned in food? I know that's a heavy question, and you both had had very extensive careers in it, but what's what's a great lesson you've learned? I always say this to Benjamin, and my customers also. Treat your customers right. Make sure whatever comes out of the kitchen is right, and it's up to, to standard. If it's not up to standard, why are you in this business, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and for, for I say us, because I've been in this with Benjamin for a while, for us to be in business for 12 years, we must be doing something good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and have six restaurants. I think it's like, you know, I think for me it's amazing because, I mean, at my age, I, I, I keep telling Benjamin this, at my age, I've been to Japan three times in my life. I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I mean, where? I mean, 14 hours away. <laughs> yes, exactly, you know? And to me, that's like... 14 hours away. You know, Japan, not yeah. once, not twice. Three times, yeah. You know? I said, wow, you know? So, it's all about continuing doing what we're doing and getting better every day that we do it. Awesome. I think, yeah, treat food with uh, respect and love it, you know? And make sure it's always clean, maintain it's like you treat a restaurant like you treat your home you know mm -hmm. the kitchen is always clean it's proper storage everything is organized and once once you once you create that environment and and everything else everything else i think just flows oh, in but place, food yeah. food is life it's life you know every, everybody loves food you know people you make people happy when you serve food you make family happy when you serve food you know when right, we yeah. when we work you know Restaurant business, people used to wait, especially when we have Benjamin's next door, it was crazy busy. People used to wait with, you know, reservation, an hour and a half. People said, that, you know, you know, they're getting angry, of course, because they're hungry. Once you feed them, they go back to normal. <laughs> 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 so, you know, food makes everybody happy, and that's why it's, it's basically life. It brings people together. Yeah, exactly. It brings people together. Exactly. That's why I used to bring Benjamin's communication. Listen, this customer been waiting. Make sure everything goes out. You know, because like you said, I mean, they waited, but then when the food, they don't want to be disappointed. When the food get to them, they don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. They don't. Worth they waiting. Don't. 
worth yeah, worth it. Yeah, yeah, Well, thank you, guys. I can't thank you enough, but thank you so much for coming on Foodie Films. Uh, right now, I mean, if you'd like to, I guess, just share again the the restaurants or just where people can find you. If there's a social media that you want to share, or... absolutely. If you you know, if you go BenjaminSteakhouse.com, you will you will find all our Benjamin Steakhouse, and if you go to seafiregrill.com, you will find our seafood restaurant. We'd love to have you anytime we're here. Minaturo will make sure that you're going to have the best time of your life. And we are, me, Tom, Manhattan, so please come and join us. Really appreciate that, guys. Uh, we have a little catchphrase that we end every episode with, so I don't know if you both want to say it or one or the other, but it's actually something that my grandmother always says when she cooks something for us, and that is, there's more to cut. So if you could just uh, say for the listeners that there's more to cut. There's more, there's to, more cut. to cut. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving you such a sweet thing good enough to eat thing and it's just a while